Abused wife Cecilia finally gains the courage to leave her psychotic husband, Adrian Griffin, the, the world's foremost expert in optics. Soon after, she learns that he has somehow killed himself and left her $5 million in his will, assuming she isn't arrested or declared mentally incompetent. And then she is haunted by some unseen force that is plaguing her life. And wouldn't you know it, it's Adrian, not dead, but invisible. This is a long-awaited remake of a 1933 Universal classic, The Invisible Man. And let's get into it. I'm Connor Gary. I'm Austin Johnson. And you're listening to Filmgasm. This is the first real horror movie of 2020, not counting The Lodge, as we both didn't see it, and it was the turning. last year. The Turning. Fuck, don't even say the that. The Grudge. Ugh. Like I said, the first real the horror first, movie. The first film. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there's been like eight awful like movies that have done so bad at the box office. The first And ratings-wise, yeah. all across the board. This is the only one that has done well. Some about horror in the beginning of the year. They never it's, land on their feet. Well, you ever. got well, you got Dumpuary and you got all that jazz. It's just yeah. not it's not good. It's ridiculous. not a good time. No. But what have you seen so far this year? I've seen The Gentleman, Birds of Prey, The Invisible Man, and then earlier today I saw Emma. Yes. So all right. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. I've seen three of those. Good I have start. not seen Emma. Yeah. Good start. I, I quite enjoy the gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen so far everything I've wanted to. So Me too. Far, so far, I thought year. I wanted to see The Lodge until I heard uh, a couple people talk about it. Yeah. And I heard about how it had been completely done as a product for over a year. Yeah. And no one really wanted to buy it. And I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. No. Uh, I don't really have $12 to just waste on that. So. Yeah. I uh, waited for The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Really glad uh, with the outcome. Awesome movie. Oh, insane. Extremely scary. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about immediately after, like, I think 2020 is going to be better for horror. Oh, for sure. 2019 was a piss poor year for horror films. Agreed. 2018 was great. Yeah. 2019, not so much. 2020, I think, is, is going to be cool. Well, we've tra- got... The trailers yeah. alone for what we saw. <laughs> we saw this movie at Draft House together. Yes. Uh, we very rarely go there, but um, when we do, it's for you know shit like this. That's, you know, we're both really excited for. Yeah. And, you know, the trailers, you know, you got St. Maud and The Hunt and uh, what else? Um, I, I know it's we don't have a trailer yet, but I'm... Uh, Halloween Kills. Yeah, yeah, my God. Set for later this year. It's going to be insane. Uh, what was the other one we saw? The one with Carrie Mulligan looks fucking oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's going to be a little bit more uh, work from like auteurs. And, a lot of off-the-wall independent yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah. Whereas 2019 felt kind of gimmicky in some ways. True. I wasn't just... I, I don't know. I don't want to just, just say that. There was some awesome stuff about it. Yeah. But overall, yeah, it just wasn't didn't live up to my my expectations compared to 2018 yeah. jesus christ well in 2017 you have get out yeah and yeah 2018 you have you know hereditary well i know. think the big thing with 2019 is that i particularly was disappointed so many times with big ones like us and midsummer and for, midsummer you. for yeah. me yeah yeah and i just you know, and it got, chapter two to me is not as good as one you know yeah that kind of stuff you know pet cemetery sucked oh, god yeah. child's place sucked yeah uh Something else. For In the tall grass sucks. Oh my word, yeah. So, yeah, just overall, not not the best. Light, yeah. Lighthouse, oh, awesome. 
Yeah. Parasite, of course, had some horror elements to it. But yeah, overall... Again, there was a lot of almost horror in yeah. 2019. A lot of movies that I wouldn't classify as horror, but were definitely in the in the zone. Mm-hmm. Lighthouse and Parasite being... Yes, those. agreed. But The Invisible Man, straight up psychological horror. Textbook, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. brilliant reimagining of H.G. Wells' classic story. And to prep for this, I did watch the 1933 Invisible Man for the first time, starring Claude Rains, directed by James Whale. The creepiest of the original Universal monsters was not expecting that. It's He's got the highest body count. He kills over 100 people. It's in insane. In the 30s. And you've got, there's a scene where he is literally saying, like, as an invisible man, I can steal and rape and kill whatever I want. Like, it is dark shit. <laughs> and this movie did not hold back on the darkness. I, no. I admired the hell out of that. Because this has been in production hell for a very long time. Yes. Back when Universal was going to do that dark universe with the mummy. Johnny Depp was set to play the Invisible Man soon after that, and that fell apart faster than you can say Tom Cruise. And uh, that's a shame, because I really wanted to see Javier Bardem's Frankenstein. That was going to be so cool. But Blumhouse ended up getting the rights to this, and this was the first attempt to reboot this kind of universal monster thing. And what a first attempt. God damn, Lee Winnell's incredible direction and screenplay and what he did with only $7 million. Yeah. And this is his second yeah. director, uh, director directing gig after upgrade from 2018, which is just already fucking great. So. I mean, yeah, let's talk about that right away because <laughs> the, the, the combat scenes in upgrade and in the invisible man are like, whoa, out yeah. of, out of this world. Some of the best I've ever seen in my life. The, yeah, man. The, the choreography in these two movies upgrade in this, like this is a, this is you look at, uh, you know, we were just talking about Jordan Peele, you know, Get Out and Us. You look at Ari Aster, you know, Hereditary and Midsommar. You look at Eggers with, you know, The Witch and the Lighthouse. Why aren't we talking about upgrading The Invisible Man? You know <laughs> what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Those two are unbelievable, unbelievable films. And his style is, yeah. It's funny. because Uncanny. I mean, you look at the rest of those guys, Jordan Peele, Robert Eggers, Ari Aster, they're up-and-comers. I wouldn't think of Lee Winnell as an up-and-comer because he's been in the horror game for a yes, very long time, yes, yes. but never as a director. Yeah. So we're seeing a whole different side of him. Mm-hmm. And I, But already, you know, his writing gigs, he's the brains behind the Insidious films, yeah, the yeah. Saw movies. He's been in the game. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, he's written some horror legends, and now he's in the director's chair, and he's even he's better than he's ever been. Where has he been? Yeah, this what is the insane. Hell? Why didn't he get to direct those other films? Yeah, what's God, going on? Damn. I cannot wait to see where he goes with this. He's got an eye. Jeez, jeez Louise. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, we uh, Invisible Man, written and directed by Lee Winnell, starring Elizabeth Moss, who delivers the performance of her career. Holy shit. She uh, got her big break working on Mad Men for AMC, and then got the star role in The Handmaid's Tale for Hulu. And I think, I would say this is her big break into film. Because she's, she hasn't really, she's been in some stuff, but she hasn't taken off as like a, a leading actress in film. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think you're right. She appeared in, like, Get Him to the Greek comes to mind. Um, she was in Us. But this is yeah, her first she, yeah. leading, like, horror role, really, like, starring role for film. And she knocks it out of the park. Oh she does gosh. such a great right. job playing a woman fractured by PTSD from living with a psychopath and just being increasingly paranoid for very good reason. And... Yeah, she stands out, but like the rest of the cast does a great job too. Uh, <laughs> the guy who played uh, Adrian, uh, Oliver oh Jackson Cohen, gosh, tense, guy. scary guy, like 
creepy as fuck. And uh, I never, I've never seen him before, but he was great. Neither have I. I, I feel like yeah, I, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, I think I've seen that guy. Then by the end, when you see him closer, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't think I have. No. But I don't, yeah. I'm looking up right now just to see. It's uh, in Faster. Oh, he's in Haunting of Hill House. Oh, there you go. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's the brother. Duh. <laughs> he's uh, he's Luke. Okay. In uh, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him a couple times. Yeah. I'm a, I've only, ta- I, I barely l- tapped into the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm horror fans, but yeah. No, I'm no, getting it's, there. It's I'm fine. There. It's a good, sh- it's fine. TV's <laughs> a pain in the ass. <laughs> Sorry. It, it, it really is. Uh, especially when you're doing all these movies. Yeah. Harriet Dyer plays Emily, uh, Cecilia's sister great great role um a more minor than i expected yeah we'll get yeah, to that yeah aldous hodge plays james her uh, her good friend he did a great job i love aldous hodge Me Pops too. Up a lot he's fantastic storm reed played his daughter sydney i remember her storm <laughs> i love storm reed she's in euphoria oh man she's great love storm <laughs> and then michael dorman plays tom adrian's brother and lawyer and uh he looks familiar, but I looked into his stuff. I hadn't. I've never seen him before either. So there's a lot of newcomers. Uh, yeah. He did a. Um, Lee Winnell didn't really go for star power here. He went for talent, and I appreciate that. Uh, already, this film is uh, has made its money back in just like two days. Yep. Which is amazing. And that's because uh, when you put a go to horror movie out, everybody's like, "Go see this," because us horror fans yeah. we're serious about you see, know. We- I used to believe that, and then Doctor Sleep came out. So I don't know how I think about that. Anymore. Well, because I think a lot of people didn't. The horror community did, though. Yeah, that's true. They that's knew true. exactly what that was. I just feel like with these indie ones that are, like, really, really good, you know, the people like us are like, yeah, you gotta see it. But I don't know if I classify Invisible Man as an indie horror film. Because this was kind of a big release. It, it is. It's just very low budget. Yeah. Very low budget. I'll give you that. Very low. Uh, I just thought it was very smart. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's gosh. got a 7.6 IMDb score, currently sitting certified fresh at 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. No one, ex- I don't think anyone expected this kind of success. Like, I thought it was going to be decent. I didn't think it was going to be this well-received. No. So that's that's great. Good for Lee Winnell. Hell yeah. It's a great win for him. <laughs> so, so, I guess we'll go into the plot of this thing. Uh, so, we open... In a house on a hill, <laughs> this beautiful mansion above the cliffs, above a beach, and you already get the sense of this is somebody who wants to live as far away from from civilization as possible, because essentially this house is a prison. It's surrounded Cecilia. by water. Yeah, yeah. No. this is Alcatraz. Like this is her prison. Cecilia wakes up in the middle of the night with a plan to finally escape this psycho that she married. Adrian. And I love that his last name is Griffin, which is the last name of Claude Rain's character yes. in The Invisible Man, 1933, and in H.G. Wells' novel. It's kind of an ongoing theme for these movies. The character Got is to. Griffin. Yeah. Love the nod. I don't know if you noticed, but the keypad for his uh, his invisible suit was 1933. <laughs> That's great. A little shit like that. I love it. Uh, Cecilia drugs Adrian with some uh, diazepam, I think it is. Yes. And... Uh, puts on her shoes, her clothes, and does a very complex escape. She has to do so much to get out of there. It's ridiculous. And then, you know, of course, uh, you're going to have that moment, because it's really quiet <laughs> when she kicks the the uh, dog bowl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, slides yeah, across, man. and oh my God. There's like, so many little parts. Surely he'll wake up. And then, yeah. No, no, no. 
she has to like move all the security cameras to face other directions, make sure that she can see him at all times, just in case she gets to the garage and we see his dog Zeus and he's got a, a shot collar because he, he even won't, you know, he controls everything in his life, including yeah. his pet yeah. and his dog. <laughs> he's a, he's a monster. Yes. So Cecilia takes pity on the dog, uh, tries to remove the shot collar, gets the shot collar off, but accidentally hits the car, activates the car alarm. She, (laughs) so she bolts across the lawn, scales the wall. (laughs) There's a fucking, like, it's ridiculous. He's got got a wall around the house. Uh, Yeah, not a wall. I mean, like a specifically built to where it's going to be really hard for you to climb it so that when you jump up and get, you know, put your hands up on the top. So no matter what, no matter what weight you are, there's nowhere to put your foot. Yeah. So you can't climb up it. You have to like literally use all of your arm strength to get up there. So it's like hard for anybody. Yeah. Oh man. And immediately you're like Elizabeth Moss. You're just like, God, this girl's a badass. Like it's so well thought out for him. Like yeah. you put so much effort into making sure she'll never get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like, you know, physically, but, mentally like yes. you know she's always in his prison yeah and she gets off she gets over the wall she makes it to the road and she's waiting for emily her sister to come and pick her up and that that bit is just so tense she's looking around you're wondering like is when is he gonna pop out he's gonna yeah. pop out and she gets to the car emily's like what's going on and she's like i'll tell you later and then adrian comes out of fucking nowhere and starts banging on the glass yeah. breaks the car window and just starts pulling her out by the hair Emily hits the gas, they drive off, and you just see Adrian chase after her for a bit and then just stop. And then, you know, he walks back and sees the bottle of, what is it called? Diazepam. He sees a bottle that she had because she was trying to drug him with, yeah. you know. And so she, you know, it's got blood on it. That will come up later. Yeah. He didn't even, like, he punched the glass. Oh, straight His up. His hand is bleeding and he doesn't even give a fuck. Like, straight, yeah, straight up punch. Pure sociopath. It's frightening. It's incredibly frightening to have this, like somebody this rich and this psychotic fixated on you is way more terrifying than any monster. Well, yeah, it was like you didn't need to know anything about him. Just he's a monster. You know everything you need to in that opening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't need to know like what his job is, what his actual job is, what his, didn't even matter what his name is. Just when they were sleeping, when they're sleeping and he's holding her. Yeah. Like aggressively. You just get the feeling of like, yeah, God. So we flash forward to two weeks later. Cecilia is living uh, with her best friend, James, who's a detective, and his daughter, Sydney. And she Storm is... Raid. <laughs> she's an agoraphobic now. She won't go outside. She's afraid he's somehow Adrian's going to find her and drag her back to hell. And uh, was, when she goes outside for the first time, you see a guy jogging behind her in a hoodie, and yeah. she freaks out. It's like, oh. It's so... It's so real, this movie. Just the way that she handles, the way the movie shows PTSD and manipulation, it's, it's really impressive work. It, it's the mo- like one of the most feminist films I've ever seen. I'm very happy the, the direction they took with this. They could have gone campy. They could have gone, you know, grisly, but they, they went smart. Yeah, I got to say, I, like, nothing puts a smile on my face more than this, like, than this um, like movement in the film industry of like yeah. female directors and feminist movies and like female empowerment in movies. Yeah, nothing is better. Oh no, man! Like 
like uh, not, and I'm not just saying that like now. I mean, like always, Kill Bill. You know, uh, Jackie Brown. You know, Alien. Those, yeah, yeah, the old black exploitation films. Yeah, man. you know, I just they're fucking awesome. They're they're the coolest because there's there's not enough of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when we get a good one, it's just this is it was really cool. Like you said, one one of the more like feminist like horror driven movies that I've ever seen. Yeah, and it wasn't just. Feminist, it was a really, really good movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's about, you know, it's about a woman refusing to be a victim. Yeah. And yeah. taking charge of this psychotic, invisible maniac. Yeah, a character we've seen plenty of times before in other films where they're just like the crazy girl in the background, but they yeah. don't really get to do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, here's that character standing up for themselves. Yeah. It's really cool. And she goes to some crazy lengths to make sure this because guy she gets is, put down. Because she is so convinced. She's she been knows, there. She knows. She knows how smart this guy is, how crazy he, and how far he's willing well, to go. And, and like, not to mention, she knows like what that fucking lab he has under his house. Yeah. Fuck that place, man. That shit is, <laughs> that shit was scary as hell. I was like, I really hope the movie doesn't take place. And then it comes back and you're like, oh no. I don't want to go back there. Well, my biggest issue when I saw the, the the preview was like, I hope they explain like how he becomes invisible. Yeah, and also yeah, yeah. that people are weirded and out it was by genius. it because the preview makes it seem like you know, oh, he found a way to become invisible. All right, moving on. But the movie really does such a great job explaining. This that was way. this man's job. Yeah, he was an optics expert. He made his fortune in manipulating the eye. Yeah, and what better way to ruin somebody's life? than to make an invisibility suit and never tell anybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, this nut job. So, oh, and not to mention fake your, fake your suicide. Yeah. Use your brother. Yeah, we'll get to that. He had so, <laughs> he had so many layers of plan. Yeah. God. Well, yeah, he's like, it's like, uh, you know, when Walter talks about Gus Fring and uh, Breaking Bad, and he's like, he's always, you know, a step ahead of me. Yeah. Until he isn't. It's yeah. like she married <laughs> Professor Moriarty. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Mor- oh man, <laughs> those those kinds of people. Yeah, yeah. They're great villains, but they're scary as fuck. Scary as yeah. It's you know it's ter- it's scary to believe that somebody that brilliant would use their their abilities for such evil. That's I think that's that's what it is. Yeah. It well usually usually in those movies, in this one too. It, like their like creation is their greatest flaw. Is like their greatest you know. An upgrade as well. Upgrade is like so good at like manipulating you to think, and you're like, oh shit! At the end of the movie, you're like, oh my god, everybody's fucked. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. that's like really powerful. And we have kind of that in this movie where it's like, oh man, like it really is down to her deciding if she's really going to do something about it or not because no one believes her. Yeah, and that's that's you know I, that's how it goes. Like, there's so many stories you hear. The police like just don't listen to women. They're just like, ah. Eh. Whatever. It's just fucked up, you know? And yeah. here's a movie about it. And it's a kick-ass movie. Yes. Really yes, cool. it is. So, <clears throat> Cecilia panics when her sister Emily shows up. Yes. Saying, you know, I told you not to come here. Adrian knows where you live. He'll find. He'll follow you and he'll find me. And Emily's like, I don't think he's going to find you at kinda all. Kind of disrespectfully, honestly, for me. Yeah. She kind of shrugs it off. Yeah. There's a lot of that. I don't like that. Nobody understands the pain she's been through and nobody, but, but that doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense to me from her perspective. She saw him fucking punch through a car window yeah, just to like, what? Just to stop her from, yeah. To grab her and bring, drag her back. 
So but on, that also, would be enough for me to like, if somebody that's you would be like, all right, man, I don't think you need to see that person again. Let's do what we true. But I think the reason <laughs> Emily's being flippant here is because she, she knows he's dead <clears throat> and she gets to tell Cecilia, like, look, it's over. Wait, has she, ha, do they have the news that he's dead yet? No, that's, that's the scene. Okay. That's right there. Yeah, okay. That's, that's right the there. Scene. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. And, uh, Cecilia's, that's when she's bringing the news yeah. to her. Yeah. Cecilia's like, what? And she has this moment of like, like relief mixed with disbelief. Like that's amazing if it's true. Cause she knows he would do, he would fake it just to get her back. It's frightening. You never know. He is always, he's in control every second of this film until the last five minutes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, one of the most satisfying film endings in a very long time. So, uh, Cecilia goes with Emily to meet Adrian's lawyer, also his brother, Tom Griffin, who tells Cecilia that Adrian has left him, left her a $5 million fortune on, of course, out on the contingency that she not be arrested for any crime or she be declared mentally incompetent. And, uh, Cecilia accepts the money and decides to put it into a college fund for James's daughter, Sydney touching scene. Very sweet. And, uh, that night, Cecilia feels like she's being watched. Oh, yeah. And she fucking is. Yes, indeed. In case you didn't know what this is called. <laughs> she's, yeah, so it's creepy because we all know how that, we all know what that feels like. Yeah. We don't know why we can feel that. But Open we the can. shower curtain. Yeah. Yeah. We all know when we're being watched. It's very strange. It's hard to explain, but you can't erase that. You know, you always know. Even if you can't see the person, you know they're there. Yes. And she feels that immediately. And she kind of shrugs it off, thinks, you know, oh, it's paranoia. She goes to bed, and something pulls the sheets off of her. And she <laughs> wakes up, tries to put them back on, and <laughs> it's so creepy. You just see footprints on the, like, holding the, the blanket down, and the footprints start walking towards her. It's so creepy. It's so well done. And she screams and wakes up James and Sydney, and they both don't believe her. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so brilliant so the next morning Cecilia has a, a business meeting which I don't they, they say it's a job interview in the movie yeah somebody who just got five million dollars probably would shrug off a job interview that's just what I think but maybe she just wants to keep busy yeah something to do she's discussing her architecture her architecture uh possibly move, you know helping move to France and uh her her uh, portfolio is empty and she's embarrassed. And that's such a petty thing to do. And that's your man from Upgrade who's in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> creepy ass, creepy ass villain from Upgrade. <laughs> and uh, she faints at the job interview. She uh, wakes up in the hospital. James is there. And they say they're going to call her back with the blood test results. And when she comes home, she she hears a voicemail saying that she was uh, diet. She was. She had a lot of diazepam in her system. She was drugged. Yes. And she finds the bottle that she left in the road when she left Adrian. She finds the bottle on the sink of the bathroom. And that's when she realizes Adrian's alive and he's taunting me somehow. Like, cause yeah, cause that bottle there's, there's, she knew she lost it that night when yeah. she escaped. So she's like, there's, there's only one person who could have. Yeah. Yeah. And still got the blood on it too. Oh yeah. Eey. So she, <laughs> it's creepy. 
So she goes to Emily's place feeling unsafe, and Emily is pissed and doesn't want to help her because Cecilia, at some point in the past day, sent her an email saying that she's smothering her and that she wishes she was dead instead of Adrian and that she doesn't want her to be in her life anymore. And Emily is never suspicious about this, which kind of hurt a little bit. Like, I was really hoping she'd be like, I know you'd never do that. Yeah. It was more like I was waiting for you to reveal your true colors, which was yeah, really was fucked like, up. What's wrong? What's going on here? Yeah. And Cecilia is like, I didn't do that. And Emily's like, fuck off, basically. It's really sad. And Cecilia checks her email. And sure enough, there's an email sent that says, you know, basically one big old fuck you to her sister. And she's just, you know, she doesn't know what to do. So Sydney tries to cheer her up and some force just smacks her. Very hard, and Sydney freaks out because she thinks Cecilia did it. Oh, that who is done so creatively? Yeah, when they're when yeah when the when the Invisible Man is in the room and hitting people. Yeah, and we're about to talk about it again here very shortly. Yeah, about something much more malicious. But yeah, it's just so cool because it looks amazing, and yeah, you're right with Sydney. You're like, oh man, like I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh my, what the fuck? Why'd you just hit me? Yeah. It's because the last thing you're going to think is, oh, I got hit by an invisible man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would go to ghost before I'd think invisible man. <laughs> I'd go to like God. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I won't do that again, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, Sydney's screaming. James comes in. is like, what the hell is happening here? And he immediately is like, look, Cecilia, you can't be here right now. I got to take care of my kid. You're scaring my kid. And Cecilia is like, I didn't do it. I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm sorry. And uh, Cecilia investigates the house. She starts putting two and two together. And uh, she puts coffee grounds all over the... the um, well, yeah, because now she's alone at the house. Yeah, now she's like... Which is just a horrendous idea. Yeah. And uh, James' house gets really fucked up in this whole scene. And I'm yeah. wondering, like, I want... I kind of wanted him to bring it up at some point, but he never did. Probably because shit got real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, James like, hey, man, who's going to clean up my... Yeah, there are coffee grounds everywhere. My, are you going to reimburse me for that? I need First off, I need my living room to be cleared. Yeah. Second off, I'm going to need coffee for the next two weeks. Yeah. Also, who the fuck dumped a bunch of paint in the sink? <laughs> like, it's just... Also... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, Cecilia calls Adrian, and she hears the phone vibrating in the ceiling and she realizes he's in the attic. So she goes up or to he has placed the phone in the attic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now right. you, you just know he's fucking with me. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. She's never in control. Mm-hmm. He's planned out everything. Yeah. And, uh, so she goes up the stairs of the ladder, up, up the ladder to the attic and finds Adrian's cell phone, finds a knife, like a kitchen knife in a plastic bag. And, uh, photos of her asleep (laughs) jesus christ and suddenly adrian's phone rings with a text that says surprise and that's an ongoing thing in the movie yeah reoccurring thing surprise so now (laughs) cecilia's looking around the attic with her flashlight hoping to see anything and she gets to the stairs to the ladder and she's she feels it again. She feels something's there. So she dumps a bucket of paint there and there is a guy right in front of her. It's so 
freaky the way oh, they did that. Man. I love that. <laughs> I love that reveal because it's finally like ah, there he is. Yeah. yeah. You see the head and everything. The yeah. blank, Im- like, you know, emotionless face. It's so frightening. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, man. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> he flees, washes off the paint in the sink. Cecilia leaves the attic, jumps down, because he kicked away the ladder, because, of course, he's a dick. And uh, they fight. And uh, <laughs> he's just, you know, th- dragging Cecilia across the floor. It's I always wonder how they film scenes like that. It's so she cool. made it look so legit. I think there had to have been somebody in a green grabbing screen. The, grabbing the table. Ah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, fantastic. She breaks out of his grasp, escapes the house, and I I want to talk about the Lyft driver. Because <laughs> I was in the theater, I was like, are you kidding me with this guy? Like, she hitches, she calls a Lyft, and she has, like, no shoes on. She's clearly fleeing from something. And the guy is just like, where do you want to go? <laughs> he's so casual. Yeah, what's about up? About this. It's like, and he's like just doing the whole Austin Powers bit where he's like reverse, yes. drive, reverse, <laughs> drive, reverse, <laughs> drive. She's like, just go. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and she has him take her like across the, across the city <laughs> to uh, Adrian's house and uh, says like, hey, I'm going to grab some stuff. Can you wait for me? I might be two minutes. I might be 20 minutes. I love dri- that. You can drive me back to the city. Sounds like, good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. World's coolest Lyft driver of all time. I was a Lyft driver for a little bit. And I'll tell you one thing. I never would have. I would have driven right past her or called the cops. I mean, Jesus. That is, oh, you know, in his from his perspective, you're about to be dragged into a very dark situation you're not walking away from. Amazingly, Adrian never touched that guy. Yeah, I know. You left him. He's like, man, this guy's a dumbass. I feel bad for him. I'm going to leave. leave he's like, I'm. he's too stupid for me to ever have to interact with this guy. Like, yeah. That's what it felt like. Yes. <laughs> so Cecilia goes to Adrian's house, sneaks into the laboratory, finds the invisibility suit or a backup. And it's cool. It's covered in, it's like this black mesh that's covered in these little tiny cameras that reflect the outside of the suit and make the wearer appear invisible. It's yeah. actually pretty like realistic. It looked amazing. I feel like, like Elon Musk could whip this thing up in a weekend. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah. And, uh, she goes and hides that in a vent in the closet. And then she's attacked by Adrian again, invisible man, the dog Zeus intervenes. And was it just me or was one of the dog's paws busted? I noticed the dog was limping a little bit. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that. I bet because the dog tried to escape, Adrian punished the dog. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. Which ugh, just to hurt the audience. I might be wrong. I might have been reading into that, but the way the dog was holding oh, his I leg up, it looked a little like busted. So she gets the hell out of there thanks to the dog. And uh prior to this, we uh left out a scene in the uh synopsis. Uh Cecilia goes with James to talk to Tom, the lawyer. And she tells him, like, I know Adrian's alive. I found the pill bottle. And I think you know he's alive. And Tom confesses that Adrian manipulated him his entire life, that he's been a victim of his brother, too. And she, he tells Cecilia, don't let him win. You know, don't, re- don't bring him back because he'll haunt you forever or something like that. And at that point, you're like, oh, okay, Tom's a victim here too. Maybe he's, you're going to, he's going to actually help her. Yeah. But no, 
don't know. His whole goddamn family is. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like the great, you know, great great grandkids of fucking Doctor Jack Griffin from Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah. Thirty three. It's like there's this insanity gene in this family. It's committed, crazy. committed to the cause. <laughs> That'd be neat, but that's I can't I can't back that up. <laughs> So Cecilia is now on the verge of losing it. She has proof, but no one will believe her. So she sets up a meeting with Emily at a restaurant, and this nosy waiter keeps like trying to take their drink order, and they keep trying to get him out of there. So, so you guys, uh, you guys know how this place works? Yeah, you order the food and you go get it for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's I a, love that. It's a dick thing to say, but there's just, just a depressing situation. I I get it. So. Uh, Cecilia says, you know, you have to believe me. I love you. I need you in my life right now. And we have to, you know, I need you to believe what I'm about to tell you. And Emily's like, all right, I'll try. And Cecilia explains that she found the suit at Adrian's house, the invisible suit. She hid it away and she can get it. And suddenly Emily gasps because there is a butcher knife hovering behind Cecilia. And the butcher knife swipes out Cuts Emily's throat and then finds its way in Cecilia's hand. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> oh my God. Unbelievable scene. Oh, Jesus Christ. Prior to seeing this, I was I was sitting in the lobby and um, Adam, our old manager, yeah. came up to me and was, you know, asking how I was. At, he figured I was there for Invisible Man and he said, like, it was awesome. I saw it last night and there's one scene that's going to sell you on this movie and just keep that in mind. And I'm like, okay. And I was waiting for the scene. That's like, it. I was like, oh, my God. Yep, that was it <laughs> right there. Oh, my God. Just the way that's done is so brilliant. Unreal. Out of nowhere, the one person she could truly count on, and he took it away from her. Yeah. Like, oh, God. And everyone in the restaurant freaks the fuck out, backs up, because they think Emily just cut her, or uh, Cecilia just cut her sister's throat. And Emily, I mean, uh, Cecilia just is standing, sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? And she's, it dawns in her what happened. And she starts screaming and sobbing. And uh, she gets arrested and thrown in a mental hospital. Yeah. And suddenly we're in a different movie. It's crazy. It's like such a hard. Oh, it gets flipped upside down. Such a hard left. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Her support system, gone. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly the pressure points to destroy her. It's, it's, It's really painful, man. It's just a. There's times in this movie where I'm like, God damn, dude. Oh, yeah. Brutality. And the whole reason he's doing this, I don't remember who explains. I think Tom explains it to her that he's Adrian's obsessed with her because she doesn't need him. Yes. She doesn't like she can live without him and he can't handle that. She is resistant to his control and he will not accept that. Oh, God, the shit that they make. And then as soon as she goes to the hospital... They inform her that she's pregnant with Adrian's child. Yep. Because Adrian knew she was taking birth control and switched it. Oh, my God. The level of manipulation, the level of distrust, the level of control. It's every little bit they add, the further we dig into this, it just disturbs me so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah, you thought Gone Girl was dark. Holy shit. Oh, man, man. Whew. So, now that she knows she's pregnant, she goes to meet Tom, who explains that now that she's been 
charged with something, she has to forfeit her right to the inheritance, which means no more college for Sydney. God. Could she, could he twist the knife any further? He really couldn't. Well, no, I mean, he gave her the money and then, yeah, took it away. Yeah. And also Tom reveals that, yeah, he knows Adrian's alive. He's working for him. <laughs> he says, the one thing you can do to make this all go away is agree to keep the baby. Because now that Adrian knows you're pregnant, he doesn't want to hurt you anymore. But he will hurt everything you care about unless you promise to keep the baby. Man. Evil's not a strong enough word for this son of a bitch. It really isn't. No, no. Ugh. He's terrifying. God. So, Cecilia has had enough. She's like, he killed my sister. Fuck both of you. And tosses the uh, the contract that he was going to make her sign to the ground. And while Tom goes to pick that up, Cecilia grabs a pen from his briefcase and pockets it. Love that. She's thinking on her feet now. She's cooking with gas. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Here we go. Yeah. So Tom says, you know, think it over and I'll be back. So Cecilia goes back to her room. Uh, the orderly checks her mouth for contraband. Doesn't really check any further than that, which was a little weird. Yeah. And uh, just leaves. And Cecilia says, you know, I know you're here and I want you to know that you'll never have the baby and you'll never have me. And she goes to cut her wrist with the pen and she gets in there deep. Yes, she does. Cuts. A hand reaches out and grabs her and she goes, there you are, and stabs the motherfucker with the pen. (laughs) Let's go. Oh, Disables the suit for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And starts just stabbing the motherfucker with the pen. It's so, oh, it's so great. (laughs) Oh, but Jesus. And she never really, the wound never comes back, which I was a little concerned about. I was kind of wondering, like, did she? Looks like she did some damage. She did. She cut her wrist open. That shit's going to like a good few inches. Yeah. You know how deep you got to stab with a pen to do that kind of damage? God. Ugh. Ballpoint. Yeah, man. And she never gets a bandage. She never, like, she's not even dripping anywhere. She leaves it. So that, that's, that bugged me a little bit. But other than that, this scene is brilliant. Because now Adrian's visible. Yes. A little bit. And a security guard comes in to stop her, but sees the, you know, figure glitching and freaks out. And <laughs> so, yeah, the... Adrian beats the shit out of the guard. Cecilia runs into the hall and the security guards show up like one at a time yeah. to get their asses kicked by Adrian. This is, yeah, this is great. Who just kills them all one by one with their own guns. And Cecilia's like in the back going like, he's behind you, like trying to save Please them. Please listen to me. Yeah. At least the like, you know, the testimonials, the survivors and video footage will exonerate her on, this, on all this. But... <laughs> Yeah, he escapes into the night and she is chasing him down. I love that. She's chasing him down. And she gets him in the parking lot. He overpowers her and tells her that if she doesn't stop this and agree to have the baby, he's going to go kill Sydney. And he might just do it anyway for the fuck of it. So Cecilia warns James, starts driving home after stealing this guy's car. And, um, James is like, you can't be calling me. How are you calling me? She's like, fucking listen. You're, Sydney's in danger. He's coming. And uh, he gets home to see something's like hit, you know, unseen force hit his daughter and then beat the 
shit out of him. Yeah. And she's screaming. It's a dark scene. I thought they, I thought he was going to beat James to death. I thought oh, he yeah, was going to die. Yeah. And uh, I love when <laughs> this was such a great touch when Sydney maces Adrian. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. She just feels something and he, she sprays and you just see him like fall into the into the boudoir and she screams and runs. Ah, I love that because yeah, I was re- referenced earlier and she's <laughs> like, Dad, you got it for me. Yeah. And she had to use it. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Oh, nobody, nobody sits down and takes it in this movie. I love it. Everyone fights back. And uh, Cecilia shows up, sprays the figure with a fire extinguisher, painting him in white foam, and shoots the shoots him four times. Mm. Bang, bang, bang. Oh yeah. And he falls to the floor, dies of his wounds. Cecilia takes off the mask, and it's Tom. Huh. Not what I was expecting. Shit. Is Tom the mastermind here? Was Is Adrian really dead? Is Adrian tied up somewhere? Is the, I thought there was going to be like, Adrian's really dead and Tom was manipulating this whole thing for revenge. Yeah. I thought that it was going to be, but the way it went, mm, pristine. Yes, oh. stellar. <laughs> oh. And uh, they find Adrian alive and sealed up in his basement, tied up. And uh, SWAT team storms his place. Suddenly there's, you know, everyone's like an invisible man. It's real. Invisible suit. James explains the evidence suggests Tom used Adrian to get Cecilia. And, uh, you know, says that Tom is the real manipulator in the family. Adrian was a victim of his. So Adrian's using all this to become the victim. Yep. Oh, but she knows him. She knows that this is. They were working together. Yeah. Tom's the Tom's the bullet, but Adrian's the fucking trigger man. Yes. That's what this is all about. It all goes back to Adrian. She knows that. And ugh. so Adrian had this as his plan B in case shit went down, that Tom would be the one who would take the fall because he's brilliant. So Cecilia decides to take matters into her own hands, goes to meet Adrian for a dinner hoping to get a confession out of yeah. him. She's wired. James is listening from the car outside. And she wants, she says to Adrian, like, if you want to be part of this baby's life, you need to admit what you did. You need to tell me what that you did this. But he will not say it. He will not incriminate himself. And she's just saying, you know, please, for my own sanity, tell the truth. And he's like, I am telling the truth. This motherfucker. And... <sighs> He's, she starts crying and he says, you know, like, I would never hurt you like that. I know I've been a horrible person in the past, but I've changed. Oof. It's so typical, you know, it's the typical, you know, I, I won't hit you again, you know, shit and all mm-hmm. that. So she excuses herself, says she's going to go clean up. Adrian starts cutting into his meal and suddenly he feels something behind him. Something grabs his hand and cuts his own throat with the knife he's holding. <laughs> Got him. God, I'm surprised there weren't cheers in the theater, man. No, I, I, was, think I, I think I clapped. I, <laughs> I think you did, yeah. I clapped at some point. Yeah. 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 And he's, oh my God. And uh, suddenly Cecilia comes back from the other side, sees him bleeding on the ground, is like, oh my God. She puts on this big show, calls 911, back, and back, uh, backs into view with the camera. And as soon as she's out of the view of the camera, 
the waterworks stop. She kneels down and goes, surprise. Oh, fuck yes, man. Got him. Oh, so satisfying. And uh, James rushes in hearing after hearing on the wire that Adrian cut his own throat. She you know, runs into her walking out calmly with a bag. He looks down in the bag, sees the invisibility suit. And realizes, like, you were never trying to get a confession. You you know, like, you went in there for a reason. And she's like, he killed himself. There's video footage of it. And I don't know, you know, why would you, you know, like, what did you see? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I guess that's what I saw. Yep. <laughs> huh. Yep. So do you think there's going to be, like, I don't think there's going to be a continuation. Like, she's not the kind of person who's going to, like, snap and become, like, the invisible woman where she starts killing people because this was never about any other goal other than ending her, his involvement in her life. That's what this was all about. She needed to be free of this son of a bitch. Yeah. And she is. So well done. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I'm so glad the way it ends, man, just she got him. Oh, if it had been any other way, it would, it would have been disingenuous and upsetting. Yeah. But instead, we get to see him suffer. And he, that is a deep gash, man. He, he was alive oh, for a dude. bit. And he got to look into her eyes and know that he lost. While she said surprise, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You think she's going to keep the baby? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't think she is. No, why is that? Because it's part of him. I don't, I, I, I don't think she could do that. I, don't, I feel like after doing that, she can do anything. And she will do anything. She also was saying, I, I think she's going to keep it. I think she was like saying, you know, I, th- I think that was matter of fact, the way she was saying, like, if you want to be a part of this baby's life, even though she knew she was going to kill him. I think she, yeah, I think she's into Maybe. Uh, I think, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, knowing, you know, Hollywood's inability to leave anything successful alone, it's a fairly decent chance we are going to get a sequel to this. An Invisible Woman, yeah. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably going to do really well. Yeah. And we'll get to find out. But I hope they don't. I yeah. think this is good. I want them to leave it just like that. Yeah. Nice. Very good horror movie. Very solid. Yeah. Solid horror movie. Very psychological. Yeah. It's, it's a great. Like, I, was, I said it before, but they could have gone so many different avenues with The Invisible Man, and they picked the right one. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And I, for that reason, I give it a solid eight out of 10. Yeah. Me and, too. Uh, Eight yeah. out of ten. And I'm definitely gonna uh, probably buy it right when it comes out. So. Yeah, this is this is awesome. This is great. Elizabeth Moss is on the rise. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and we will be doing a uh, an episode on the original Invisible Man at some point. Yeah, for sure. So it's on the list. And an episode on Upgrade. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I guess that about does it here at Filmgasm for this Sunday episode on the Invisible Man. Sunday Fun Day. <laughs> Stay tuned this Wednesday for our. Big old one-year anniversary redo on The Shining. Yes. Very excited. Looking forward to that. Cannot wait. Testimonials from myself, Austin, Caleb, and Josh, the whole team. And it's it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And we're going to get to talk about The Shining. We're going to break down one of the greatest yeah. horror movies of all time. Fuck yeah. Wonderful. Probably my favorite horror movie of all time. <laughs> it is. My, I say probably all the time. It is my favorite. I don't know. It jumps around for me. It's been The Shining. It's been American Werewolf. It's been Fright Night. It comes yeah. around. Yeah. It's all over the place for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> So, thank you for listening. Go see Invisible Man. Uh, odds are, if you're listening to this, you have seen it. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. Especially see it again. Bring a friend. <laughs> Definitely. Spread the word. Definitely spread the word, yeah. Uh, 
it's one of those it's one of those horror movies. This is what we wait for. We wait for stuff that actually scares us and makes us think and you know gives us real twists. So yeah. this is what you're this is what you're looking for if you're a horror fan. It's a fresh take on a classic tale. Yes, which you don't really get these days. So yeah, it's right. Way to go, Lee Winnell, and you know, right on. Yeah, awesome stuff. Fuck yeah. See you next Wednesday. Peace. Mm-hmm.